especially with interviews, you know, making sure, you know, the people I'm interviewing, their, you know, their messages are, you know, shared and they sound good and all those things. What's the other challenge? Um, and just time, like it also takes a lot of time. So it's something one really needs to enjoy. You can't just start the podcast and say, oh, I'm doing the podcast just because one needs to enjoy the process like it's in the process you actually get to enjoy it hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and i am your host angelica this is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything so sit back and enjoy the show And welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today. My guest is the podcast host of the podcast called The Badass Fabulous Life. Welcome, Paige, to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Angelica. And I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you for joining me. And of course, for those who don't know, she is part of the co-op, the Circle of Outstanding Podcasts. And I really appreciate you joining the group. I want to know more about you and the podcast and your journey. Well, before we even get started, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Sure. So about me. um, So basically, after over 13 years in corporate America, I worked in business and technology strategy across different industries. So I now call myself an aspiring self-truth expert. And I encourage people to get into divine alignment so that they can have true inner peace and joy. And I also help them to trust and believe in themselves more and in their abilities again, you know, for them to gain the courage to become the person that they see so deeply on the inside and to do so fearlessly. So basically, I support them in loving themselves more, which is tough to do because I believe one cannot truly love themselves until they can truly understand who God is to them as an individual. And in that way, they get to understand how to love others, which is a major way that the world can truly become a better place. So with all that, (laughs) um, I'm the host and producer of the Badass Fabulous podcast, as you said, which is a courage and faith-based podcast. Um, I also have a spiritual counseling and advisory service where I have sessions with some extraordinary individuals. And I also teach self-exploration workshops such as um, Visioning, The Art of Self-Love, Courage at Work, and um, so on to different organizations and communities I am now currently navigating the the internet and social media world and trying to put more good stuff out there, basically. So that's it. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a lot that you do either way because you're encouraging people to become their better selves and, you know, get that encouragement to really accomplish what they want to accomplish in life. Right. That's it. With the podcast. 
called the Badass Fabulous Podcast. How did that come about? Was this just reflected of what you do day to day? And you decided, you know what, let's, let's create this badass podcast. I'm loving the name. (laughs) Well, thank you. The name is very special to me. And I'll talk about the name in a bit. But the way the podcast actually came about, it was really interesting. So I got the name for the podcast about 10 years ago. And I bought the domain, but the vision I had, I like to say received for it or the download was, you know, um, just learning how to live in this life, like to interview people and their daily rituals on what makes them successful, the, the rituals they don't talk about, like when they wake up in the morning, what do they do? How are they so productive? Um, but I never did anything with it because I was so busy in you know, the corporate world working and doing so many other things. So when the pandemic hit, actually before the pandemic in 2019, I decided to do something with the name Badass Fabulous. It just kept um, almost like making noise in my, within (laughs) myself. And I decided, okay, um, it's going to be a podcast because I got a few you know people near and dear to me they're like I think you really need a podcast you know with these things you talk about um so I explored podcasts I did some research and then in 2020 when the pandemic hit um I had already kind of started you know practice recording in later 2019 but I didn't really release anything but when the pandemic hit so many people were so miserable a lot of people I knew, some people I didn't really know, but they felt lost and people just felt with all the uncertainty, they just didn't know how to like focus on their lives or their future. They didn't know what to do, you know, especially for some people who lost their jobs as well. People were just miserable. So I thought, okay, I think it's time to actually put out something that could, you know, comfort people and kind of help people to regain control of you know what direction they might need to take to in life because it's not really looking outwards it's really going inwards to figure out what it is that you know one really needs to move in the right path for their lives and the path is different for every single person so um, that's how I ended up launching the podcast and um, I also got introduced to the Co- to the co-op which I'm so excited and you know I'm so grateful to be part of which has also been tremendously helpful as a I call myself a fairly new podcaster so yeah well that's fantastic I got to give you kudos for taking on the reins and creating a podcast during a pandemic which a lot of them did but you really stuck through it because a lot of them ended up just saying, you know what, I'm going back to work, you know, things are looking up, I'm going to just quit doing the podcast or they either forget about it. So kudos to you for starting that. And also really thank you for being part of the co-op because valuable, valuable information is being shared and also people can learn from each other. And that was pretty much the mindset for the co-op is to bring the group, a community of podcasters together and really help each other out through during our podcast journey. Thank you. Yes. So glad to be part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to say this name, Badass Fabulous, how did you come up with it? Because every time (laughs) I see it, I'm just like, 
That is one badass name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. Um, so badass, fabulous. Um, I like to say it as a journey. So badass stands for the courage and the badassery you need to go after your goals or go after the things that would, you know, get you to the place you actually want to be in life, right? And then fabulous is the state of being after you accomplish those goals. So because when you go through life's challenges and different things, you actually become more of who you really are. And you're only as fabulous as being comfortable in your skin, as being comfortable with where you are in life and being comfortable with, you know, who you're being and becoming. So that's how the name came about. So Badass and Fabulous are together because true badassery, you know, is, you know, it really comes with becoming more of who you really truly are. And that unfolds, you know, the more we're on this journey and on this path. So that's how that name came together. Wow, that's so cool. Because honestly, for me, it took so long to create a name for the podcast that I was just like, <laughs> I don't even know, because at the beginning, I'm trying to figure out what is going to be my niche, what is going to be my draw, uh, genre, what am I going to be talking about? So you're kind of like, figuring things out. But I'm glad you had a name in mind. And you put it onto the podcast, you're helping people, you know, it's to learn to improve about their self truth, and being able to uncover that person on their journey. Mm, yes. And thanks for that. But I have a funny story about, you know, picking the name because you just said something. So I wasn't going to go with Badass Fabulous because I thought it was too, not sure what word to use, but because of my background, like in corporate America, I thought it was like too out there. So I was trying mm -hmm. to be so reserved and it hit me one day, like, so I had different names for it. Some other names that were so boring. I can't even believe I came up with those. And I'm like, wait, I'm not being myself because the whole podcast is about becoming more of who you really are. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with this. So that's what made me really pick that name out of like five different other boring names. So <laughs> I understand what you're saying with that. And with corporate America, did you feel like you were able to be true to yourself on the podcast while being at corporate America? Were you the one kind of saying, Hey guys, I got a podcast. I need you guys to listen, or um, I need your support, or I need you to come on as a guest and share your story. Were you able to be free in saying that? Because I feel like a lot of us are kind of on that edge of how much do you share? Mm, so true. So I'll say luckily. <laughs> so for me, luckily, I wasn't in corporate America when I launched this, right? So I, I had actually completed my master's program. So I was just venturing off to do my own thing. So I was literally taking a break. I had already left my job and, you know, to go back to school. And um, when I graduated, which was in 2019, at the end of 2019, um, I had kind of, you know, kissed corporate America goodbye, but, you know, my, the, I guess friends and uh, my professional network was still in that. So I did feel a little, you know, insane. Oh, I have a podcast. 
um, like what would people think? Because it, the name is so different. You know, even my Instagram is probably quite different from how people might think I was at work. But I was always um, true to myself. So in terms of even dressing up, I always had my own, you know, always came as I was, um, add my own flavor, <laughs> you know, to like my outfits or even speaking, working through issues and problems, always, you know, trying to go within to solve certain things. I um, so so when I launched the podcast, I did share it with um, my network and um, I didn't put it on LinkedIn, funny enough. But when I did, a lot of people were so surprised and so excited and and um, they were happy for me, which was very interesting because um, I didn't think a lot of people would want to listen to it because they were always busy and always working. But I think at the end of the day, it actually serves, you know, um, those groups of people as well. That's a long answer. <laughs> well, I really appreciate your honesty because it's it's still very tricky because I even think about when that time comes and I have to part ways and do I end up telling everybody? Do I start adding people on LinkedIn and everything? Because I'll be honest, I'm pretty selective. And this podcast is a part-time hustle. It's something that I'm so in love with and I'm very passionate. And I still haven't been able to break into it at my corporate life because I feel like it's, it's I'm not ready to be there yet. I'm not ready to just share and tell everybody the whole world that, Hey, like I got this podcast. <laughs> so I, I always like to hear different podcasters and share their opinion of how they kind of, you know, navigate it through this because it could, I don't know, I feel like it could be a good thing or a bad thing. It's like social media it could be a good thing mm -hmm. and it could be a curse. Yeah, I'm so glad you're sharing this. And a lot of people struggle with this, right? Even certain people I've worked with is how much of myself do I actually put out there? And when we take a step back from everything, everyone has their capacity and their readiness for when, for how much of themselves they want to put out there. And I know the world always says, oh, even if you're not ready, just jump into it, which is, you know, for some situations where people are just being, you know, like chicken, <laughs> that's fine. But there are other things which are, you know, it might seem like such a small thing, but it's actually big because it will do a lot of shifting for you you know if you just put everything out there without being ready to receive you know what could come afterwards and the first thing is to always know like only good can come out of it right the other thing is to to be patient I tell people like sometimes you would know when you're ready to actually put something out there right um, and it's when you feel peace but if there's still someone settling with the decision then don't do it that's what I tell people but if you actually feel peace in terms of putting it out there then you really know you're ready so that's something I always share with people and only you will know when you're ready definitely 100 percent and that's why I'm like I'm not ready yet I'm gonna <laughs> wait and hold on and keep yeah. on going. What have you liked about podcasting so far? Because you're you're still what, October 2020 was your first episode. Mm -hmm. And what have you 
really liked about this journey? What was the pro out of it? What have you enjoyed? And then I want to hear what's been the challenging part with the podcast? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So what have I really enjoyed? Um, So definitely connecting with people. It's almost like um, podcasting is a different world. It has its own world, its own um, community, you know, other people. And it it opened up a new world for me where I'm able to connect with different people like yourself, you know, others in the co-op, other communities. Um, And I feel everyone's so genuine and just true and helpful and everyone just wants to help everybody. So that's something that I'll say I enjoy the most. So connecting with people. Um, The other thing I enjoy doing, and I think this is more for my own personal growth, is sticking to this because I do have, there are a lot of things I've started and I've stopped, right? But for some reason, um, the podcast always seemed like this big deal to me. So it was, there was always that little fear in launching it because I thought, oh, I wouldn't be able to keep up with it and all these things. So for me, it's a, it's a great thing to have because it forces me to always sit down, to write, to think constantly what I want to do with the podcast, the message I want to share. What message am I sharing? Because it's not about me. It's really about helping others. Like that's the main goal. So the, the good that came out of it is really always making sure that I'm in a state, you know, especially before every episode um, of making sure, like, like just going deep to, to make sure that I am aligned myself <laughs> in a way that I can, you know, speak the truth and speak, you know, good things and, you know, things that would actually help others. And then the third thing is connecting with other people. I've had a few um, people I interviewed on the podcast, which I still have so many more to release. Um, And it's so exciting connecting deeper with people. And I love, you know, getting to know people on a deep level and why they do what they do. So that's one great thing. So those are all good things. Um, I forgot to mention, I did speak at PodFest which was amazing. And I just thought that was something I wouldn't do like already, you know, speaking for like maybe a few years or something because podcasting is known, you know, to take a few years before it actually grows. Um, So it is a, a, you know, a slow growth type of um, thing, but it's just, um, it's very meaningful to me. And the challenges that I've had (laughs) Um, is, um, so the first things first is um, audio. Like I'm I'm not a, or I would say I'm I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? So I always have to make sure that I'm striving more for excellence and not perfection. So with the podcast, I just want to make sure, you know, the audio sounds good. And, you know, it just doesn't sound like I'm recording in the basement or, you know, like, where people just don't appreciate the sound. I'm really big on audio. I've always been since I was young. So a challenge for me was learning how to produce, like how to make audio sound good. And I'm still learning. So 
even though I say, oh, I'm a podcaster, it's really, I had to learn a lot of audio engineering. And I think that's what takes a lot of time for me. So that's a big challenge. Um, I want people to enjoy, you know, what they're listening to. The other thing um, is, the other challenge is um, time. You know, people think podcasting, you just record and you release it. It actually like editing, (laughs) Um, since we're talking about the challenges of podcasting, editing takes forever for me. And I think it's because I'm still a little new at this, but I realized it takes forever to actually edit, Um, especially with interviews, you know, making sure, you know, the people I'm interviewing, their, you know, their messages are, you know, shared and they sound good and all those things. What's the other challenge? Um, And just time, like it also takes a lot of time. So it's something one really needs to enjoy. You can't just start the podcast and say, oh, I'm doing the podcast just because. One needs to enjoy the process. Like it's in the process, you actually get to enjoy it. Um, So I enjoy it, which is good. And I knew this is something I'm sticking to literally for life. So (laughs) I'm definitely learning how to enjoy the process more and more um, and not to make it feel daunting. So I think those are the major challenges that I can think of. Um, Yeah, but being part of communities, if there are any issues, like you could record or you could edit a whole podcast and it disappears. I don't know if that ever happened to you, even though you had a backup and then you had to like edit all over again. So those type of things would like happen and um, would almost drive you crazy but um, it's really persevering through through all the challenges that comes with podcasting it takes a lot of work but it's worth it oh my gosh yes I definitely agree with you (laughs) especially when you're a one person show you're trying to do everything there's different (laughs) roles there is scheduling marketing there is the uh, the editor producer there's you know, the background stuff, like it's just so much entitled to it, but you start to grow appreciation for others who are in the industry, not just like in podcasting, but also in entertainment and radio, because you're just like, you know, I do the roles of 10 people. Meanwhile, it's every individual person (laughs) has their thing. Like you've got the assistant, assistant producer, you've got, um, assistant to really just help the host to make sure if they've got water and coffee mm-hmm. you've got the scheduler you've got the PR person and it's just you know we're doing all of that and you you start to think and I, I hope everyone does who's in the industry to think highly of themselves because mm-hmm. if you're running a one person show damn we do a lot like it's, it's just a lot. a lot in general there's no sugarcoating it and sometimes you don't hear about it at the beginning when you're when you're typing in Google how to podcast because you only get, yeah, produce episodes, try to release it on this day and that day, try to change the algorithm. And, you know, but we don't know the other stuff that's entitled. So overall, it's always good to really share what we have to go through. At least people who are considering starting a podcast know like, this is something that you have to commit to and be consistent. Of course, you run your show how you want to, but also there's a lot of work behind it. Even if you're just releasing one episode a week, there's still work behind it because we've got different priorities. We've got 
we've got full-time jobs. Some people have just, you know, small businesses to take care of. This is one added thing on top of everything else that you're doing. And it's hard work. It's hard work. And on top of just producing and releasing the podcast, you also have your community. You also have social media that you have to do stuff for, create assets for, you know, um, and the consistency, like you said, um, you know, working with a certain cadence, like all these things take time. So those are some great things you pointed out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you've mentioned that you were a speaker for PodFest, which was super exciting. And I wish I was able to attend. I know most of the community members from the co-op was just like, I'm going to be there, support everybody who is speaking because we're noticing more and more are getting involved, which is fantastic. I love that. And I was just so bummed out that I couldn't make it. But how did it feel? to be on a virtual summit, which I think they tried to break Guinness World Records this year compared to last year's numbers. How did that feel to be on the virtual stage with everybody uh, listening to you as you're talking to them about valuable information? And how did you control those fears, those nerves? Like I would have been like, no, we can't do this. We got to cancel. I cannot move forward. It's scary, even though it's virtual. Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Um, so, oh, geez. Okay, so through through um, my life, you know, something that I always, always, I knew I always had to battle was almost like the fear of being seen or being shy, right? So it's almost like speaking up and just being out there. I just always avoided anything that will put me out there. So as I've grown on my life's journey, you know, especially, you know, spiritually and, you know, the closer um, I really get to purpose, I would say, um, I've learned that um, there are certain things I just need to like stop doing. (laughs) Like when I get invited to speak someone somewhere to just see that as a practice to actually get better, you know? Um, So when, I realized that, oh, I was speaking at PodFest. I was nervous, of course, but it's almost like I just channeled that energy, the nervousness to excitement. And I'm like, okay, this is actually very exciting. What are all the good things that could come out of this, right? And what's the worst thing that could happen? That's the question I always ask myself. What's the worst thing that could happen, right? And I plan, you know, basically once I think of the worst thing that could happen, then I kind of know, okay, if it happens, I'll be fine. You know, if I stumble on my words or, you know, whatever it is, I'll be fine because it's all working together for my good. That's what I always say. So I prepared, um, and because I wasn't, you know, I was, I was talking more about divine alignment and how that could also help, you know, especially for new podcasters coming in, you know, just how to find meaning in their podcast, but also in their lives as well. So it definitely wasn't a topic. And I was already told by one of the PodFest organizers that it's a very special topic because not a lot of people talk about it. So he was very excited for it, which was a good thing for me. So I knew I wanted to put something out there that was good. Um, So I think preparation, you know, I practiced, (laughs) um, 
a lot. And it was a short presentation, which was good. Um, but I still practice. Practice definitely helps a lot. And I, I, we also had a very short period. I think it was a week and a half to put together the presentation and, um, you know, just get, pass it on to them. So that um, was also, that was part of what made me nervous about it. Um, but it all went well. You know, I think um, the more I, I just thought positive about it and the more I, you know, once I realized what I wanted to, to say, the message I wanted to share, um, it became easier, you know, so every word that I was saying would kind of align to the message I wanted to share, basically. Wow. You know, because that's not easy. It's really not easy. And the fact that they were so interested in that topic, I can imagine kind of like half of the weight was off your shoulder and just go for it. Yes. <laughs> so true. So are you planning on doing another one next year just in case they say, hey, we want you back? Oh, if they want me back, absolutely. I'll do it. It was fun, you know, and the community, oh my goodness, they're unreal. Um, the PodFest community, they're really like a family. Um, and I guess like for all the speakers, so, so I met, you know, other speakers and just from that, we did like clubhouse rooms together and it was just really interesting. And everyone has just such an interesting story of how they got to be a speaker on PodFest. And um, so absolutely, I will say yes. <laughs> and um, I'll probably still be nervous, but I would, you know, make sure I even perform better than I did. So, yeah. That's fantastic. And it's such a great accomplishment to add onto your resume and mm -hmm. along with other accomplishments, because that's something that that event is so huge. I remember attending last year and it was every single day, all day. There was something new, different speakers like that's a lot of people they've gathered to really put the summit together. Yeah, it was two weeks and I think over 35,000 people attended and they did break the Guinness Book um, World Records, if I said that right. <laughs> you did. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. And so, oh, I can't. Wow. Next year's just going to become <laughs> bigger and bigger. But I think next year they're going to hold in person. They're going to try to do that. Um, I think it's going to be Orlando, if I'm mis not mistaken. Yeah, I know it's somewhere in Florida. So probably. Yeah. Probably. So well they are planning for that and there is also another event coming up next month um, so I guess I'm putting in a plug <laughs> for PodFest on monetizing podcast I'm not sure what the name is called but I think it's the first week of May um, so so it's really the, it's a week and they're focusing more on monetizing podcast and YouTube and you know how to be successful as a podcaster because you, as you know, podcasting is not really uh, the thing you go to do if you want to make money, <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. it, it takes much more effort and, you know, a lot of other things before you can say, oh, I make money off of my podcast. So, yeah. 
Oh, I know. I know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things where I've, you know, I've mentored a couple of people who started their own podcast and I kept saying, you can't focus on the money. Mm -mm. You really can't. We're not the Joe Rogans. We're not these famous people. We're not from a reality TV show that you're getting sponsorship from the yin yang. And, you know, that's where they capitalize and they get money. And, you know, companies are happy because they've got this name representing them. And it's just a lot of people thought, and especially some of these clubhouse rooms that I go into just to listen and sometimes ask questions, a lot of people are just really getting right into it. And the first question they ask and most popular one is, how do I monetize my podcast? And they ask, (laughs) so when did you release your podcast? Well, two weeks ago, you know, a month ago, it was six months ago. And I'm just like you know, again, it's just, you got to focus on the reality. And a lot of them don't know. And we're going to say this again, you don't make money from your podcast. You don't, unless you've got a business and you want to generate leads, or you have a online merch store, or you've got a special project coming up that you know, you can generate leads for your project. It's just, it's just a platform to help everybody else pretty much advertise themselves of course but also share those stories and you know create that community for your podcast and every time I hear it in clubhouse I'm just like oh why don't we just see if you make it through the six month mark because you know it's six months that's when you know if you still want to keep doing this hard you know show of wearing different hats and see how passionate you still are and that's when you can probably figure out maybe a year later or two years later, hey, how do I get sponsorship? How do I, how can I monetize this podcast? Right. I completely agree with all of that. So true. Um, the, the one thing I tell people is, you know, just add value, like whatever it is you're putting out there, like add value. Um, so actually, interestingly enough, one of the challenges I found was um, there was a time I felt I was like really rushed to put together um, podcast to, to put together my podcast episodes, and I would just um, put to, I was like putting to something putting together something I'm like mixing up my words, um, putting together something like a five minute short episode, but it was just to say oh I put out a podcast and I, you know I didn't miss a week or something silly like that but there was no true value in it. And then I thought to myself, um, am I doing this podcast just to say, oh, I have a podcast or what's the real reason? So I had to kind of go back and say, okay, make this one meaningful, (laughs) you know? And that was actually one of like my best episodes that performed well. So it's really interesting. So I tell people always, always add value like that. So that's my focus right now. Of course, I want to make money eventually, but the focus now is adding value. You said it, you have to add value and eventually opportunities will come. It's just how much can you carry this little project of yours of podcasting forward? Mm. Um, you know, I think I shared with the, the podcast community group not too long ago about the statistics of, you know, after six months, no, after seven episodes or six episodes, a lot of people tend to give up and right. that's a problem. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you know, a lot of people think the hosting company that I use for the podcast, which is anchor.fm you know, people are already asking, how do I get sponsorships? 
Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> it takes time. I don't even get sponsorships and I haven't really complained <laughs> about it because I live in a different country and it's only catered to the U.S. So a lot of important information is being left out. And of course, in the future, if you have a book, if you've got, again, a small business or a community or a fundraiser that you're trying to build, then eventually it can grow through your podcast, but you have to maintain that audience. And how Ooh. has your podcast been affected during this pandemic? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, it's been, so because I started in the pandemic, so my focus, so the good thing about it is my focus was always um, on you know, helping people with all the uncertainty that, you know, they had and they were going through. So it started out and because I then we were pretty much in lockdown <laughs> still um, when I launched this, or at least when I was, you know, like preparing the podcast for lunch. And I, um, I focused more on the message and, you know, helping people and, you know, different things like that. But now as the world like is opening up again and I find myself becoming busy again in terms of work outside the podcast, you know, meeting with more people, you know, working on my business. It's almost like I could sense that my podcast was that thing that I did. And I'm like, wait a minute, the podcast is the main focus. <laughs> You know, so this was, I think, at the beginning of the year that I'm like, oh, wait, I need to put more energy into my podcast. So I think I started releasing um, episodes like every two weeks as opposed to every week as I had wanted. So that changed a little, um, which was a challenge for me. So I'm going back to my weekly episodes that I'm releasing, and I'm glad I'm saying it out here to your world. So I would make sure I do that, you know. <laughs> um, how else has my podcast changed? I, I'll say um, um, the audience, um, it's really good. So I am part of um, other communities on like Facebook and other things. So it started out as a courage and faith-based podcast or, or rather, it started out, you know, just helping people, but now I'm tailoring in it. I'm tailoring it more to be more courage and faith based, right? So, um, and this is in terms of trying to figure out who the audience is, because you could get stuff on Instagram, you could, you know, get kind of like see who's listening on some other social media channels. But with podcasting, when you look at your numbers, you might not really know who's listening, but you see all these countries and all these, um, you know, different numbers fluctuating, but you just never really know who that person is, right? So, um, and, and for me, change do is um, to make it more courage and faith-based. So that's how I, I've, I kind of changed it. So there is more of a, a niche, I would say, of who would be listening to the podcast so I can serve them better. Yeah, for sure. And it's really difficult because a lot of the podcasters that I've heard had really kind of lost hope and was wondering, you know, is this something that I want to go through? But it's like treating it as a business. You know, you had to pivot. You had to kind of just, you know, how do I change this around? But still, like you mentioned, keep it 
uh, faith-based for your listeners to continue listening. Right. And um, I don't know if you experienced this, but every time something major happened in the world, the listenership like goes down. But I always say, mm-hmm. do not look at that. But um, it's still good to always look, you know, just to see who's, you know, how many people are actually listening. But I, I always saw how things that happen in the world, you know, it could be with the political unrest or with COVID or, you know, the second wave. And it's almost like people get scared and they're not listening to that. They kind of shift back to the news. Um, Only God knows what happens. But yeah, that's something else I noticed. I definitely agree with you. And that's where something in the community group um, kind of just expressed their concerns of like, have you noticed like the listenership went down? And it's true. It was so true. Even most of my listeners are from the U.S. I noticed that shift dramatically. You know, mm. as soon as COVID started a couple months in, then there was that. Well, here in Canada, we're, we're probably going through we're going to go through a fourth wave, just so you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So nothing's gone oh, back no. to normal. But I could say. When we, when the United States hit the first wave and things were shutting down, listenership went down, a lot of people losing their jobs or getting out of the routine. But I think I was speaking to another entrepreneur and I said, it's like getting that testament of your business. Well, if that made any sense, but it's like getting a test of how can you pivot and stay as a business? Because a lot of us treat our podcast as a business in order to keep going because you know like they say you open up a business the first three years you're kind of really struggling and trying to see and you know um what's that word that they use you try to see how the next couple of years is going to look like and how you set yourself up for success it's kind of the same thing as the podcast yeah i looked at the analytics at that time and i said it's so interesting how certain events that happen around the world had affected the listenership on every single podcast and again it's either if it was 10 people that listened to that it's okay at least it was 10 committed people Mm -hmm. then if it was one or two it's okay exactly you know i was glued to the tv for a couple months when you know it hit here in canada and a lot of was changed and i'm thinking am i gonna have a job like what's (laughs) gonna happen yeah i was scared too but i also kept going and kept consistent because i felt like someone out there is still gonna keep listening because they need it right and you set the key right there you kept going and you stayed consistent i think that's the main key with podcasting that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. It's consistency. And, you know, you have to take breaks, which Ooh, I yeah. know everyone's mm-hmm. been asking me when's this break going to happen, but it will. Um, it's just, again, it's I created this routine for myself. It's probably the same thing for you. You create this routine and all of a sudden you want to take a break. But if you take too long of a break, you just get you know, a little bit antsy. Like when I go on vacation before this pandemic, it was nice to go to Cuba, Dominican and Jamaica. But the the problem was, it's just after 24, 48 hours, I get so antsy. Like I have to do something. You have to do something, right? <laughs> I do get that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could be like my husband who just, you know, takes, pops a seat on the, the lawn chair and just can just sleep all day and do nothing. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I need to do something. Like, let me see what's going on. Maybe I'll 
join aerobics. Maybe I'll join a yoga <laughs> class. Maybe I'll join a dance class, like whatever it is. Like I go nuts. So now I just take one day off here and there and I feel like, okay, that's great. And then try to take off another day and that's it. But I can't take more than two days because I'll go nuts. If I took a week off and say, I'm going to take a week off of podcasting, that's going to be really hard. I need to be wow. somewhere where I can't be connected <laughs> to the World Wide web because <laughs> I feel like I could probably just, you know, I remember going camping and I'm like, okay, so let me just prepare <laughs> my show notes. Like what's coming up. But, but I felt relaxed because I wasn't in front of a computer. Yes. I was right. on my tablet, but you know, it was nice to be in nature at the same time and then just feel like, okay, at least I got ahead. So I'm just crazy, but were you able to take some time off for yourself? Um, so I believe in taking time off, right? But that's, it's almost like I had an old life and I have a new life, a <laughs> fairly new life. So the old me was like you, you know, I just couldn't take time off. It's like every time I'll take vacation, I was always working on the plane. I would be working like it was ridiculous. I couldn't even take a whole day off. Like it, it just was impossible. And today I'm actually, I actually still fight it, you know, and that's something I learned in the quarantine about myself is um, I need to respect my capacity. <laughs> so I do believe in taking time off. I, I haven't really um, taken time off, like in terms of a long stretch, but um, so what you're doing is basically what I'm doing. So I do take consistent like I will take a consistent day off. And for me, that's mainly Saturdays. Like I try to disconnect from everything, even technology um, completely, even TV. And I don't watch TV much, but I just um, disconnect from everything, um, at least for most of the day. And then maybe in the evening, I would just, you know, catch up an email or do something. Um, or I would go on a day trip you know, like once a week or just do something um, to take the consistent breaks. Because what I'm finding is that it really helps me to, um, it really helps. So during the week, and there's actually a term for this in science, but I don't remember, but basically all the things I learn, I do consume a lot. I'm always learning. I teach, I do all these things. And Sometimes they're like loose ends in my brain because I haven't really closed off my week. So even during the weekends, I would find myself thinking, dreaming <laughs> about all the things I was working on during the week. So something I do is I lear I've learned to close off all the things I worked on during the week. So I know where I stopped. I know where to begin. Like if I start working on something again and um, that just just taking that day off. Um, I think it gives me more energy. It gives me better clarity to basically towards in knowing what direction I want to go like the following week. So I do force myself and it's on my calendar. Um, and even in my calendar, I, I actually wrote beside it. I said, you will have to force yourself to take this day off. It's almost like <laughs> taking candy from a kid, like, you know, forcing the kids to have candy rather. So that's what I, I force myself to take the day off because it's, I see it as responsibility and it's actually good for my work. Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Hopefully one day I can get there and say, let me <laughs> shut down for a month. <laughs> a month every- a while. See, I've, I've not gotten there yet. I haven't gotten to a month, but I've gotten, I've gotten to, I think a week, I think a, a week of like fully disconnecting, right. <laughs> and not logging in or checking in or and anything. Um, but I haven't gone past that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's definitely going to be a challenge for me, but you know, like you said, you just need to just shut everything down. And I try to do that at least once a week on the Saturday and just kind of like, I barely on social media and sometimes on Sundays, but it's always good because I'm, I'm just, just chilling out. I'm like watching a movie, catching up on shows and it just feels so nice, but you get into kind of this lazy mode. And I know when I get into that lazy mode that the next day, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a, this is the weekend. It's only two days. I, I work <laughs> from Monday to Friday and you're kind of like scrambling a little bit on the Sunday of like, oh my gosh, I got to do this. I got to do that. But again, I've created a routine where Saturday's just like my only day off from everything, shut everything down and just really focus on, you know, just with obviously with my husband you know with family oh, and everything that. yeah and you know it's it's a lot of work but I'm glad I have the support system but what have you learned about yourself through this um, pandemic oh wow um I'll say I learned two things mainly um one was that I was always busy um before the pandemic, I was always running off to different events, um, always be doing something, <laughs> right? Um, so, and um, so something I, I learned was that I barely had time to do all the things that I really truly enjoyed doing. So interestingly enough, I had to learn that during the pandemic that I wasn't doing enough fun things like things that would actually bring me joy that I could just do in my house, things I've always wanted to do. So something I learned about myself is I had to take time out for fun and I cannot let go of fun. Like I have to do things that bring me joy, basically. Um, and the way I could do that was um, I, I also learned what my capacity truly was. So I was someone who would like, barely sleep I would always say oh I'll sleep when I'm dead and I would always be working you know literally and it was a bad habit I formed like while I was working in banking from like years ago and um you know it's like working around the clock and fun was like just having happy hour with your colleagues and that's not life you know there's like life outside of that so I learned to accept my capacity and to like not force myself to do things that are against my nature so I learned to I've learned how to like surrender to sleep how to enjoy sleep it's something I I had been for many years I always focused on how to sleep better but I never really did it so I think this pandemic with all the uncertainty and all the things going on it was learning how to rest and how to sleep and that was such a big challenge for me because I'm so used to being busy and I felt, you know, like for me, God is saying, nope, you can't be busy. You need to rest. You need to sleep, <laughs> you know? And, and um, so it was a big challenge for me, but I surrendered to it and um, 
made a lot of difference in my life, I would say. And the other thing I learned how to do was, um, um, I, I, I guess I learned how to like pray better, how to, um, I did a bunch of meditation classes so that, you know, I improved my meditation, my meditation skills, basically. <laughs> so that's um, something, I, something else I learned to do. Um, but the main thing else I learned about myself is about my capacity and accepting it and um, realizing that I can't just be busy 24-7, that I need to make thing, time for the things that, you know, actually really, truly matter in life as well. Yeah, definitely. And I love that. I really do, really do love what you said. You know, again, this uncertainty and trying to figure out what is going to happen, what's going to happen next. It's, you got to still continue to live your life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm happy that I wasn't raised to live in fear. It's always just to keep going, no matter what happens, you have to just keep going. Um, There's been obviously family situations that have happened in the past. And it's just like, we have to move on as well, whatever the situation is. So, I definitely agree with you. You just, you just gotta keep going. Yeah, that's really it. No matter what, <laughs> stay on the path. Well, Paige, this has been fantastic. And I really appreciate you sharing your story, leaving corporate America, going into podcasting and starting your own entrepreneurship journey. And the fact that you were a speaker at PodFest, that's so cool. I'm so happy for you. And thank you again for joining the co-op and joining me on my podcast. But where can the listeners find you? Yeah, so um, everyone can find me on Instagram at Badass Fabulous. And also on Facebook and on Clubhouse at Badass Fabulous. My email, I would love to connect with people. It's badassfabulouspodcast at gmail.com. And I do have a website coming soon and a blog, which I'm so excited about. Um, Exciting things. So um, probably I'll publish them on my Instagram, but that's basically where anyone can find me. Well, of course, to all my listeners, as you know, everything is going to be in the show notes. Go out there and support Paige and listen onto her podcast. Paige, thank you again. This has been fantastic. Yeah, this has been so much fun sharing the the good and the bad about podcasting. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thank you. And to all my listeners out there, thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening to, listening to, to a, a little bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me.
hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.